Welcome to Bonfire Babble, exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta, and this is episode five. This episode drops on the autumnal equinox 220, but we are recording it the day after we found out that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. So I thought before we got to our main babble topic, we could talk a little bit about how we honored her and grieved for her last night. Because I don't know if you can tell I sound different than I usually do, or maybe I, I just sound different to me. But I'm I'm wondering, I, I know you you made a choice to grieve last night a little bit, and I know I did too. Would you mind sharing? Sure. Um, well, first of all, the bottom fell out of my stomach. Yeah. And I was overtaken with the same horrifying fear that I felt four years ago, watching all the little states turn red. And so I couldn't go for a run because it was kind of dark out already. It was getting gross and the smoke was bad. And I don't have a punching bag, so I couldn't do that. So I had nowhere to put my energy in my body. So what I did was I made a humongous meal that mm-hmm. I will be eating for many days. I've been doing some cooking that makes me feel connected to my family recently. So I had some homemade chili sauce and some tortillas that I had made the day before. I made some rice and some refried beans and some calabacitas and some chicken in that chili sauce. And I just like cooked a bunch because I can kind of, my my brain sorts out the garbage when my hands are busy. So I did that. And that's and and I just want to let our listeners know, this is why I asked Corey this, is because Corey was the one I found out from. I hadn't heard yet, and it was it was good hearing it. No, I was just going to say thank you. I, I so appreciated hearing it from you rather than finding it on the internet. And so thank you for being that for me. But when you texted me and told me what you were doing, it jarred me out of my complete and total paralyzed fear and panic. And I went, oh, you've just given in to lizard brain <laughs> and uh, you're really scared and fear is the mind killer. So what are, you, what are you going to do? So when Corey told me about that, then um, I went to my go-to and I keened for a really long time. And if you don't know what that is, it's an Irish-based grieving sound process. It's basically wailing. Yeah, it's very akin to and, wailing, yeah. Yeah. And I, I tried to do it safely, but my throat is a little bit sore today. Uh, but it, it was helpful and then honored her and uh, and then got to work this morning. Yeah, last, so. last night I, I did the work of do the things that need to be done. Yeah. And I just, the reason I wanted to bring this up, and we're going to move into celebration mode, I promise you, is just how important it is to grieve and honor that and feel it and let it pass through you. And which is going to be perfect to talk about passing through you and letting energy flow through you and how healthy that is because we're talking about energy today. But fail, 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 fail. Yeah. <laughs> we had some pre-babble things we wanted to talk about. So thank you, Ruth. Thank you for everything you did. 
and and may her memory be a blessing. Yeah, and an inspiration for revolution. There we go. I wanted to ask you, because if people have been watching our Instagram page, you know that we are getting ready for the celebration of the autumnal equinox. You made, what is that bowl you made? And do you make, do you make different altar coverings and altar things every single holiday? Okay. So the bowl, are you talking about the little wooden bowl? Yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous. At the beginning of quarantine, I went deep, deep, deep into craft mode because, because, and I was thinking about how I didn't have a de- de- a, hmm, a dedicated offering bowl. So I went to Michael's and did their curbside pickup and I bought a little wooden bowl that was naked. It was unfinished, unstained. It was just like a little naked wooden bowl. And I drew out my design on it. And if you've seen it on Instagram, it's a goddess the one where it's like her arms are a circle and then there's her bust and her waist and then her bottom half is like a big hippie beautiful thing with a spiral inside it and Mm -hmm. I drew the moon phases around it because those really speak to me and then on the bottom I drew the symbol for Hecate because she's been in my consciousness she had been in my consciousness a lot at the time and I thought why not lean into that And even if she ends up not being my deity, it's still an awesome thing to have. Mm -hmm. So I drew it all on there. And then I had a wood-burning pen that I had bought ages and ages and ages ago to make personalized wooden spoons, which was a project that I never finished but plan on doing this year. So we'll see. And I just wood-burned all the little things in it. I haven't sanded or stained it yet but I kind of don't think I want to did you carve it and then burn it how Mm -hmm. did you you just took how do you do that you would you show us how you did that yeah (laughs) I'll do I'll do another project and I'll show you but it's it's just a little I wish I had there's these really nice ones that are like attached to a little amplifier and so you can adjust the heat of them and they have different tips on the ends mine's very cheap I bought it very cheap and it just basically works like a pen. I definitely burnt myself about a hundred times. Oh, oh no! But that's—I mean, anytime you work with a glue gun, or a soldering iron, or a TIG welder, or something hot, you're gonna get burnt at one point or another. So you know, just my little sacrifice to that bowl. <laughs> that's awesome. But it's I don't. Really beautiful. Thank you. I don't change out my altar coverings or anything every holiday. I change out what I put on it. Yeah. But uh, I don't change out the coverings. I now that I have my new work table that I painted, that's going to be my place on which I set up my altar for each Sabbath. But I don't necessarily set up an altar for any time I do energy raising. I just play. Yeah. But the altar is a table that stays the same, and then the stuff on it, I have some permanent things that always go on it, and then some things that don't. And as I continue to create and craft new things, they usually get added. That's really cool. And my new little toy, my new little sound bowl is going to be added. We'll have to talk about that when we get yeah. into actual babble. The other things that I wanted to do throwbacks for real quickly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a couple of episodes ago... I, I said a couple of things that I have since had epiphanies about. One was J.K. Rowling. 
I said that I was hoping for her that she would start to walk back some of her turf talk on Twitter and that she would see the light of day and change her mind and come around and start supporting trans women and men. Before I found out about her book coming out, that I was really holding out hope for her, that hope has vanished. I am, I'm so sad for everybody. I'm just so sad for everyone. So I have given up hope on her. So that was one of my epiphanies that I had. In case you listen to that and go, what the heck? How can she be holding out hope for that woman? Well, I don't. And then the (laughs) other thing, (laughs) I know, I know, I wanted to. The other thing, though, I had a really cool epiphany. And I I don't know why it took me so long to come to this. I bet all of you are going to be like, duh, duh, about Christian witches, because they've always confused me. I don't know if they've confused you or not. Well, they used to, and then I I now have a friend uh, who I will just call S. Yeah. Because I didn't say I talked yeah. about her yeah, at yeah, all, yeah. but she's a Christian witch, and she is, she is the coolest human being. Yeah, and it just occurred to me, of course there can be Christian witches. Jesus is just their pantheon, you know, and some witches don't have any pantheons whatsoever, so... There is but, nothing more magical ceremony, let me just say, than some dude in a giant hat and a robe... And an incense thing swinging from his hands, oh, walking yeah. down the aisle to fill the entire space with holy smoke. And well, then trans- and granted, you're talking Catholic stuff, and they appropriated so much stuff That's from true. the pagans, but they didn't appropriate Jesus. So, right? And even <laughs> the churches I've been to, there are definitely parts of it that I'm like, ooh, yeah. that's... Tell me why we do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I heard somebody else saying from this class that I was taking that it's unfortunate that so much has been appropriated. But the fact is, because the monks wrote things down, we as witches have a lot of things. We as witches who are not part of a lineage of, of heritage witches have things available to us that we wouldn't have if they hadn't written it down. So there's a little bit of appreciation for them as well. So anyway, that was my epiphany about Christian witches. And maybe we have some listening. Actually, I know we do. Yeah. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to the Christian witches. Shout out to you know who you are. Um, and maybe there are lots more. And yeah, so so those were my pre-babble things. Anything else you wanted to pre-babble about? I think... I think we maybe co- covered everything. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Let's babble. So, uh, Detta here is going to do the definition of energy, which is a little bit of uh, changing positions here, episode five, and we're messing with the norms. We're mixing it but up. Corey does still have some history stuff for you, and I have been waiting <laughs> for this episode. So, definition of energy. There are a couple of different definitions that I really wanted to share with you. Right out of the dictionary, the strength and vitality required for sustained physical or mental activity. And two, power derived from the utilization of physical or chemical resources, especially to provide light and heat or to work machines. Which brings me to, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know that our bodies put out electrical impulses? And electricity is energy. And we can actually prove this scientifically if you want to. It's not all woo-woo and witchy, although it is all woo-woo and witchy as well. But the EKG actually records human bodies' electrical impulses, proving that we put off energy and electricity 
further than our body. And I remember learning that because I remember being so fascinated with how does that work? And my mom was a nurse and told me, well, our bodies give off electricity. So that's one form of energy. There are a lot of form of energies. We talk about energy in terms of calories that we take in. I see a Shaw woman once a week, and she's also my therapist, and I've seen her for five or six years now. And we do an energy exchange, aka money for her services. And it is absolutely a sacred energy exchange. But physics-wise, and as far as us witches, energy is actually something palpable that we can feel. And the reason that we can feel it is because it's electric. Our body's actually doing Yes, right? <laughs> you can't see it right now, but, but Corey's rubbing her hands together and that feeling that you get when you pull away. And there are lots of different ways to get that energy feeling. And I don't want to step on... Uh, Corey's research and but so I'm going to let her go ahead and take the research part of it and then we'll talk about our personal energy raising rituals and techniques go for oh, it. Oh that's me. I was so yeah. interested in what you were saying and that I was like you Corey. I was like keep going I'm learning things. I fully believe okay so once when I was younger probably college age where I was just a hot mess I learned that everything in your body vibrates because Mm -hmm. everything vibrates. So when you learn about thermodynamics and things like that, there is this principle where when things are hot, they vibrate at one frequency. So their like sinus curve is like wide or narrow. And then when they get cold, they vibrate at another frequency. And every cell... Oh, sorry, but I just want to say real quickly, this is this is considered physics energy, which is different than some other energies. And it's the one that we use the most as witches. Go for yes. it, Yes, we're building. We're building to that. Yeah, yes. we are building. When I learned that all of your cells are vibrating at all times at different frequencies, that blew my mind apart. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing my advanced teacher trainings for yoga, we talked about the different vibrational levels of emotions and how some emotions vibrate us at a different level than others. So for example, love is a very high vibration, whereas shame is the lowest vibration. But there are no neutral vibrations. There's no negative vibrations. It's all on this scale of vibrations. It's on a spectrum. And and you can't go under because you're always, always vibrating. Even if you were to die, your cells, as they break down, would still be vibrating because energy cannot be lost or made. It's just transferred, right? So that is what I like to think of when I'm doing my energy raise. And the research that I did for this episode... Yay, research. Types of energy raising that you may or may not know about are meditation. We don't often think about that as an energy raising thing, but when you think about it, meditation does elevate your state. It brings you to a higher vibrational setting. That's what I was going to say. You hit on why it does. It's because of those vibrations. You're raising your vibrations. We think of it as a very chilled out sort of thing, meditating. We meditate to calm down or whatever, but calming down is elevating your state. Yeah, You know what I mean? So that's cool. Chanting. You might know about uh, the word OM. It's a single 
sound before there was anything, there was the word. And that word could potentially be om because it's the sound of the vibrations of the universe. It's very cool. There's a lot of amazing stuff to read about om. I so wish everybody could have seen your face when you looked at me after saying that before there was the word. (laughs) Yep. Uh, A lot of scholars think the word that's being referred to in the Bible is om, spelled A-U-M, often spelled O-H-M, but om is the three-part sound that it makes. It vibrates at a resonance that is one with the entire energy of the universe. That's the cool business about Aum. So the first yoga, for example, was just monks in a cave chanting Aum. That was it. But you can chant other things. You can chant seed mantras if you're doing chakra work. You can chant the names of your deities if you're invoking. You can chant all kinds of things. You can chant things that you've made up. And alongside with chanting, there is singing, which Detta, I'm sure, will talk about. There's dancing, which raises your uh, cardiovascular system. It elevates that state. It gets you, like, hyped. I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling really stressed or impotent or something, I shake it out. I do ecstatic movement. There's a ton of study being done right now about ecstatic movement that I highly encourage you all to go look into. Aside from dancing and singing, there is, like I talked about before we started our babble today, busying your hands. Mm -hmm. You can raise your energy by knitting, sewing, crocheting, crafting, tying knots. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, and then I'll go back and talk about some of my stuff. But one of the things that I know for a fact that you do movement meditation and movement energy raising. And I was hoping you'd talk a little bit about what that is and what that looks like. And it sounds like that's kind of where you're going with that. It can be, yes. So ecstatic movement, yes. Ecstatic movement for me usually comes as a response to a stimulus. It's not something I necessarily do intentionally before energy work. But Mm. I will... When I finish casting my circle, I will occasionally sway or rock or um, move my body in circles because circles resonate with me energetically. But you can also, like we talked about earlier, you can rub your hands together really, really fast and then put them on the earth. Mm -hmm. That's like my favorite thing to do. Or rub your hands together really, really fast and put them out to your sides to reinforce your circle. Or you can move your body to change its state. The use of your hands for things like knitting or knot work or weaving is a way to quiet the mind so that the energetic body can work its magic in you, Mm -hmm. which I love. I love to crochet. I love to tie knots. I love to do tiny, tedious... You can't see it, but I'm doing something really silly with my hands, just like rubbing my thumb and fingers together, like really tedious tasks that require... A basic focus. It's why people pray the rosary as well. And yep. it's because a lot of people, and we, we've talked to, well, I guess we haven't talked just on our Instagram stuff about neurodiversity. Not everybody can just sit down, close nope. their eyes, and breathe and still their mind. They have to do there's it in a chance another that, way. Yeah. Yeah, there's a chance that what I was talking about, too, might have sounded to you like stimming. If oh, you're a person wow. who stims, um, the rocking or the, like just the repetitive movements of the body. Yoga for me is a moving meditation. Yeah. 
it's it is a yoga it's a moving meditation that's what it is it's a way to quiet the brain so that the energy can work by making the body busy but aside from physical energy raising which is something that when we talk about what we do specifically each of us for our ritual stuff i will talk a little bit more about but aside from that there is sound now singing yes yeah. one could consider part of sound but there is also the use of instruments and will you bells. show us that right now? Yes, bells, chimes, or my favorite thing, singing bowls. Now, I was using my tingshas, which are, um, they're like cymbals, and you ding them together and make this incredible sound that resonates in the air, but it didn't have the vibe that I wanted. And I, today, in my Lunarly box... <laughs> Lunarly for life. We love you, I Lunarly. Got, Sponsor us. We, we love you, <laughs> Lunarly. I got this incredible little bowl, and it's tiny, and it's brass, so it's very sturdy, and it's on a cute little velvet cushion, and it's a very simple bowl. There are very ornate bowls. My dream is to someday have a set of crystal singing bowls aligned with the seven pitches for, like, optimum chakra work. But this one has the most beautiful little sound, and I'm going to play it for you. And I'll play it for just a few seconds, and then we'll let it fade out, and then we'll pick back up. Okay. I love this. So what I love about bowls... <laughs> I don't want to come back. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So what I love about bowls that you can't really get from bells, or at least I can't really get from bells, is there's an element of synchronicity. And you have to give in order to get mm. from the bowl, right? So you have to have an energetic exchange with that bowl for it to do its work. And then because of the way the bowl resonates and the way the sound like feels like whoop, 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 like it's in the room, you can feel it, or at least I feel it, changing the quality of the air around me. And that is so important to my energetic work. I am over the freaking moon about this bowl. When I found out that it was coming and I saw the Instagram post of what was in the box, I lost my mind. I could not wait for it to come because this is going to elevate my state in such a beautiful way. And I'm very excited about it. And, and now let us talk a little bit about why we're talking about energy. Because we're talking about rituals. And if you listened to the last episode, I gave you a structure of a ritual celebration, which I will be doing I can say today, but it's today for when this episode drops that I'll be doing on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. During the ritual, which a lot of mine, a lot of when I do rituals, even in celebrations, a lot of the holidays, the sabbats, sabbats, <laughs> sabbats, we pronounce it different. I also realize I pronounce chakra different than you too. Chakra. I try to toe the line between white girl chakra oh, man. and and deeply pretentious appropriating chakra. Okay. 
So I try to like toe that line. I'm afraid I have to do white girl chakra for right now because I'm you not quite there. Chakra. <laughs> but I'll That's keep fine. working on it. So one of the things that I do in my ritual, even in celebration, is I use it for spell work. And spell work is about intentions and trying to trying to manifest ideas, trying to manifest change personal transformation, world transformation, protection spells, healing spells. I actually do a ton of healing work with a lot of different people. As many things as you can think of, you can do a spell for, but please use spells responsibly. And you cannot manifest something without also doing the mundane work. So we're talking about raising energy because that energy really helps focus and direct your intention and send it up to this higher frequency, to this higher plane where there's a lot of connection. I believe it's a lot of connection not only with other human beings on the planet, but also deities. He's like the Morrigan and you were saying Hec- Hecate. Hecate and and the Dagda, which is Morrigan's husband, So when we're raising our energy in order to help manifest those intentions, that's what we're talking about. And it does something physically to our body. And the reason that I wanted to bring that up is because you really need to know how to ground yourself if you're going to be using all this energy and sending it out there into the world. Or you're going to deplete yourself. You could get sick. You could lower your immune system. Kid you not. Could happen. You could just be really tired, like you've got a hangover the next day. When I'm talking about grounding, grounding is something that you can do in a meditation before you start. Using visualization in order to ground yourself and tether yourself to something. It is also connecting you and having a physical object in the room that you can grab at the end and and hopefully something earth-based or water that you can put your, your hands in and then go return it to the ground. Just putting your forehead to the earth will ground you or your floor in your bedroom, wherever you're doing your ritual, uh, putting your hands, like Corey said, your your hands very likely at the end of a session will be vibrating and just putting them on the ground, sending that energy intentionally back to the earth. I just want to uh, interject a tiny bit. I want to make it very clear that what we're talking about as grounding is not what you might have heard about as the like pseudoscience medical practice of grounding. I don't even if know you what that look is. That, if, if you look that up, you will find a bunch of people who are like, go put your feet in the dirt. It'll cure your illness. Oh my gosh. So I want to be so clear and I... You can take this out if you want to, but I don't care if she comes for me. Gwyneth Paltrow talks about it a lot. And I have a lot of feelings about goop, which we don't have time for. I don't care if she, she's so high up her own. Anyway, I she can she can at me. I don't care. Uh, I love I love I love her. Emma, but yeah. she can just. Well, and one of the other things to ground at the end of a ritual is by eating. So. I'm going to go back to JK for just a minute. So everybody, here's the thing about JK. She took a lot of stuff from 
things that already existed. So if you mm-hmm. are going, oh, well, I eat chocolate. They got that from Harry Potter. No, it didn't. She got it from us. So I've known about this stuff before Harry Potter existed, and a lot of witches already did. Eating, eating chocolate, eating eating bread, you know, just uh, so some of the symbols, the Deathly Hollows. When I first saw that, I went, um, I know that symbol. I've used that symbol. So please, please, you can let her go. <laughs> That's my just way of saying let her go. These symbols are not hers. They do not belong to her. Embrace them. Bring them back to who you are in your practice. So. And the ground, that can be a grounding practice. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. But I also, just independently of that, love to treat the cakes and ale at the end of a ritual as a way of saying, like, I, it's my way of hanging out oh, yeah. with my oh, deities to- afterwards. Oh, yeah. Me too. Totally. Because it's, I do it before I break my circle. And like I'm still in I'm still in my situation and I pull my cakes and mm-hmm. ale over and I, I take a bite after I offer a bite of whatever it is to the deities. And then and, and I talked about that last week. So you offer that bite to the deities and you hang on to it and then you take it outside to a place where it can go back to the earth deity, make sure it's safe for animals just in case they get to it before your deity does. So yeah. And if you don't have a green space, what I do because it's hard for me to yeah, get to my green space. Is I have a planter pot. You can use an old Tupperware or whatever. I filled it with dirt. I bury it in that. And then when I have the ability to, I take that bowl out to, I take that planter out to a green space and bury it there. See, that's why we're doing this podcast together. Because you are talking to all those wonderful apartment dwellers. I, I don't it. have a beautiful apple tree. <laughs> oh, sorry. Someday, someday, someday. 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 And remember, your deity is taking the essence of the food. So if it doesn't vanish or disappear, that doesn't mean your deity didn't accept it or this isn't real. Anyway, so that's why we're talking about grounding, not Gwyneth Paltrow grounding, because you are about to raise some serious energy in order to do the spell work. Or even if you're just celebrating, you're sending that awesome and powerful energy out into the universe. Now I want to talk just a little bit about deities. I love the fact that you're not dedicated and you talked about how you are already talking with Hecate. I did a bunch of research and it said Hecate. And that just falls off my mouth. Thank better. you. So, and I think I, I learned it wrong because, like, before again, I'm because you saw because I saw it written down. down. So it Hecate. Before the internet, I didn't know. Any I love, <laughs> I love Hecate as well yeah. because it's three syllables, and she's the triple goddess. Oh, I love that. So that's how I. Remember so it. and she's one of the triple goddesses. One so of many, many. One of so, so many. many triple goddesses. But anyway, um, when you are calling on a deity for spell work, please make sure you've established a relationship. Um, it's kind of like going to a friend that you've just met and asking for money. Say, I'm. I know we just met, but could you do this for me? Get to know them. Show some gratitude before you start asking them to do things with and for and you. The word "ask" is very important mm-hmm. here. You don't order. Mm-mm. You don't say, "Come be part of this situation." You say, "I invite you." I ask mm-hmm. you, because, like Dada said, I don't have a specific deity, so I just give it up to the goddess, the general term, and the horned god, the general term, to mm-hmm. mean whoever wants to come and party with me. Please come and, like, be a part of this so that I can get to know you. And then at the end, you're thanking them again. Always thank them. Oh, my gosh, so many thanks. And, again, the offering is not a sacrifice. It's a piece of a cookie. 
So, Corey, what do you say when you are ending your circle and the elements and the deities are no longer going to be hanging out? I just say thank you. And I say something to the effect of, like I would say to a guest at a party, I say thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that you came. I understand that you have other places to be. I like that. I understand you have <laughs> other places to be. I understand. Yeah. And I, I thank you for being here, but know that you have places to be. Yeah, the thanks is in my opinion, um, my UPG is the most important thing. My unverified personal gnosis. So some ways that I personally raise energy. I have a besom that I will share on Instagram that has bells on it. I use that for clearing energy and also raising energy. I dance. I play the baron, which is a Celtic drum. And this is all within the circle after I've cast my circle. And please make sure you're getting everything into your circle before you start. One of the biggest things I do, Corey, is I sing. I use music that other people have created. I use my own music. And it is. It's all about those frequencies. And some of my best rituals have been after a long period of time of singing, dancing, and drumming. I also use breath work and breath magic. But that means something different to me than I know it does to a lot of other people. Can you talk a little bit about that, Corey? Yes. Well, there's like breath work with a lowercase b, which I think is what you're talking about. I think so. Like working with your breath. Working with your breath, like singers do. Yeah. And then there's capital B breath work, which is a particular breathing technique. Okay. uh, That is, I think, should be done with somebody who's experienced in it. I did a breath work ceremony with uh, Natalie. It's a lot and it can be, I don't want to say dangerous, but it would be better to do with someone who knows what they're doing so that you can feel safe and grounded. Great. And, and as for yeah. as for singing, Detta has probably the prettiest oh, voice stop, I've ever heard. Stop. You're going to leave this in. You're going to leave this in because I am asking you to. She has the prettiest voice and I've always admired it. And if that is something that is holding you back, that you're like, I don't sing like an angel, or I can't even carry a pitch in a bucket. It doesn't matter. And I will say you probably sing a hell of a lot better than you think you do. You're probably Probably. being incredibly critical and judgmental of yourself. Just saying. But just making noise, Mm -hmm. yelling, not yelling, but, uh, but projecting out sound and letting your body and your emotions inform that sound is enough. Yeah. Chanting will get you there. Humming will get oh, you there. Chanting. Hum. But breath work as well. I also use breath and spell work. Charging something with my breath, just breathing on something. I don't want to forget mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I said I would talk about the structure of a spell so you can start to work on creating your own spell and a little bit of structure for your spell. First and most importantly, all you need is yourself and your intention and your personal power. But if you want to add ingredients, herbs that match the correspondence to your intentions and your magical purpose, crystals, if you have availability to them, trees, spices, foods, time of day, astrological happenings, the moon phase, the sun phase, make sure you ethically source your ingredients. We are working with Mother Earth and the universe here, so please be respectful. 
Those are all ingredients that you can include in your spell work. The structure involves words. It can involve shapes, the alphabet, sigils. I love knot work. Candles and other elements can also lend structure to the shape of your spell. But let's head back to the words. Corey is an amazing, is amazing at grammaring. Oh my goodness, her rhymes and her word choices are absolutely, it's something that I've struggled with my entire time as a witch. Her scansion is also just amazing. So it fits and you don't like have extra syllables in there and it's not like hard to figure out. So if you've seen some of her posts on her Instagram page about her prayers that she's sharing, they're just beautiful. I freaking love them. I'm embarrassing her, so I will stop. <laughs> hey, let's throw up some sparks. Yeah, uh, well, I'm going to be real easy here today. And the spark that I would like to throw up is something that we've already talked about twice. I want to talk about the Lunarly box. I started getting it just before quarantine. And it's a monthly box and we're not being sponsored. This is not an ad. This is literally just a glowing, glowing review of a really incredible product. I, every other month they send a candle and every other month they send a plant, like a house plant. And every month they send you things specifically designed to enhance your experience of the new moon that month. And it is such an incredible, quality, amazing experience that I have never once been disappointed by and has only ever served to elevate my practice. And I just want to shout them out so hard right now because they are on my mind, they are in my heart, and I probably will never, ever stop. I'm excited. And especially after seeing that bowl, you, uh, I hope you put a picture of that on Instagram. It's absolutely beautiful. And sometimes subscription boxes, they come with like sample sized little things and or junk that you're just not really going to use. And every single thing that I've gotten, I use. And that to me is like the highest glowing review you can give. Well, my spark this week is going to be Brooklyn, B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N-N, brooklynmusic.com, but she's also on Instagram. She has a shop, and if you've seen those t-shirts or stickers, I now have a sticker that say Witches Against White Supremacy, that's her artwork. She's also a musician and a singer, and she's absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous music. And she has a shop, and you can go and you can buy t-shirts and stickers and also these great journals that um, have some great sayings on the front of them. And I just really want to shout her out, and especially since some people have been stealing her artwork and putting it out as their own and, you know, not okay. Not okay. So... Find her on Instagram. I'll put a link in the show notes about her, and you can find her and her stuff. Also, her Instagram page is absolutely amazing, and she posts a lot of her music there as well. Yeah. So that's my spark this week. And next week... I don't I don't know about you, but I'm super excited about next yeah, week. I am too. We have our very first ever guest next week, and I'm jazzed yeah. about it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. And we, she was sent up in a spark a couple of weeks ago. It was Natalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
Heart of Hawthor. Heart of Hawthor. Yeah. So tune in next week and hear about that. And until then, have a happy... Oh, yeah. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Have a happy Mabon. Yeah. Or autumnal equinox. And whether you have a big old party or a teeny little celebration just with yourself, have the best Mabon. Yeah. Thinking of you. Sending out good energy. Sending out all those vibrations. Have a good one. Until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic. Bonfire Babel recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, please see the links in our show notes. Thanks for listening to Bonfire Babble. If you liked us, please hit that subscribe button. And if you are so inclined, go ahead and give us a rating and let your friends know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bonfire Babble. Check out our show notes for the links, and thanks for joining us.